It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are we back? We're back. It's the Flowtrack Podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. The email address flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page where you can watch the show live, 1230 Central, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Although next week we'll be on that abbreviated holiday schedule. Shout out to Caleb, who's filling in for Colt today on production duties. Gordon, how are you feeling? I'm doing great. It's almost Christmas, nine days away. No. Wait, really? 11 days. Okay, I was going to say. It's off by two. I did my math wrong. My five and fours got mixed up. Whoops. Whoops. I'm excited. Uh, holiday party is tonight for yep. our company. You going? Nope. Why not? Will not be there. Uh, been a bit under the weather. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. yeah let's talk about this. You want to talk about so this? So we, we had a company-wide meeting. Yeah. It was 450 people at our company. Mm-hmm. Craziness, right? Companies. I was here when it was like 20. Uh, big offsite, lots of presentations. And I look around mm-hmm. and you weren't there. Luckily, though, I grabbed your name, your necklace. Oh, you got that for me? To make sure people knew. I don't want people to know that you missed it. I told everybody I missed it. I had okay. a good reason. Okay, yeah. What was the reason? I was getting a CT scan on my head. The reason why, last week, I'm walking into my kids' rooms. They have a bunk bed. I was grabbing a blanket for my daughter who was homesick, and I walked straight into the post. And when I say straight into the post... I mean, without slowing down at all. I wasn't running into the room, but I was walking full, just no awareness that it was there. Smacked my head. And I said immediately, wow, this really hurts. Put an ice pack on it. Didn't really think anything of it. I looked in the mirror and sometimes you imagine it to be much bigger than it is. And that was this, I thought, oh man, this would be this huge bump on my head, all the swelling. Wasn't that bad. But what was bad was the headaches. Lasted all weekend. And then into Monday, went to the doctor. Doctor said, have a concussion, likely. You need to get a CT scan to make sure there's nothing worse going on in there. So that's where I was. Getting a CT scan. Never have. uh, I never had it before. Had an MRI before, but never had a CT scan. You lay on the bed and they put you in? Yeah. Large machine. Very expensive large machine. I'll say that. (laughs) Because you're like, wait a minute. I spent all that money and I'm only in there for like 20 seconds? Like, I at least yeah. want my money's worth. Now, I was just watch a movie or something. You, you pay for the machine. 
I guess. And then four minutes or something after I have the scan, I check my email from a doctor. All good. Cleared. And then, of course, today, headache. Not that bad. So all this to say I'm using this as an excuse not to go to the holiday party. But I had a legitimate excuse not to go to the meeting. Okay. Well, I'm going to be at the holiday party. There's going to be karaoke. Yeah, be careful out there when you're walking around, though. Do not run into things. That's my That's life good. advice. Was it, it's, you were basically doing a cartoonish version of like stepping on a rake and the thing yeah, hitting you right in the middle? Yeah, straight, just straight into it, but really hard. Like I bump my head on things, right? You put, you're bending down and you don't realize something's above you and you whack your head or you hit your head in your, your car when you get in. This is so bad, man. This, this, this hurt real bad. Well, speaking of running into something. Well, that's tough. I thought you were talking about me throwing up in the studio before we started, too. No. You, yeah. you don't want to get to that, yeah, too? What's going on? With, you're like. So that was unrelated to the, to the C-scan. Growing up, you were, you were sick you were trying, a few days ago. You said this, when I walked in today, the studio, half hour or so ago, you said, hey, can you do me a favor? I said, sure. Then you asked me to do something. And then I immediately, you know, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'm sure people had this before where it just sort of, you have no control and it comes up. You got a waist can right over there. Yeah. And I didn't want you to think that's what I thought of your request. <laughs> so I quietly walked out of the room, handled it, came back. I feel fine, which is a momentary okay. thing, but I kept, the, I have the trash can here okay. just in case it happens again. But that, I don't know where that's coming from, but I, ha- I have mildly thrown up today as well, too. This is a great way to start the pod. Great show. Mildly throwing up. That's great. We're excited to be here. We got a good email. We did. That we're going to read at the end of the pod with a with a guess my PR. It's a it's a combo. Two questions and then a, a guess my PR at the end. I'm excited. Yeah. Before we do that, we'll talk Bowerman because the Bowerman Award is getting handed out on Thursday night. We'll talk about that. We'll also answer any questions in the chat. We'll start first, though, with the news about Randolph Ross. Gets a three-year suspension. We found out about this initially at the World Championships in Eugene, right before the first round of the 400 went off. Word came down that he was provisionally suspended. We now know that the suspension will last three years. Whereabouts, violations, and tampering centers around him altering an email that he used um, to explain why he missed that third and final test. He updated um, his address in the whereabouts system because he was between residences, moving from Greensboro to Knoxville, Tennessee, obviously, because that his dad, former North Carolina A&T coach, was going to move on to University of Tennessee. Address apparently didn't fully get updated in the system. They went to his old address. He was at his new address. And the information, that email, he altered it. Um, thus, the three-year suspension. Could have been four, but he immediately admitted to it, according to AIU, and then knocked it down to just three years. Um, your your thoughts on this case and the future for Randolph Ross? Yeah, first of all, great story here in um, track and field news. I'm guessing they were got an interview with Randolph Ross because he's at the Bowerman Awards, uh, which is kind of weird, having a suspended athlete at the collegiate award ceremony but it's a you were in a weird world right with crazy times but uh they kind of he he did a good job of getting randolph to kind of really detail what happened mm-hmm. and when i read through this all of his three missed tests and his trying to cover his tracks it all came off very honest in my way in in, in my opinion and it also came off of like he just 
wasn't taking it that seriously of how important it is that if you screw this up, it's going to mess with your career. And I think he didn't realize it was going to mess with his career until after the third one. And then he was like, oh, I don't want my career to get messed up. I'm going to then say I said the wrong date, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it gets even worse. He kind of started digging his hole even deeper. And uh, I kind of think this is a classic case of just a young athlete not really being educated enough to understand the magnitude of whereabouts and how serious AIU takes it. I mean, see Christian Coleman, he was like, I was getting a burrito and I didn't know and all these things. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, I guess there's a lack of, some athletes just aren't really aware of the magnitude of a simple mistake. And here's the thing, you take the first mistake and then a lot of times, not just in this case, but in any portion of your life or anybody's life, sometimes you try to fix the first mistake and you just compound the problem, Yeah, right? You make a bigger mistake, which in this case was getting to the tampering level because I could see this situation just being a one-year ban if there was no tampering, if there's just missed tests. We've seen that before, yeah. missed tests. Oh, it's supposed to be two, but you cooperated. It gets knocked down to one, especially because the track and field news article details this. And this is tough because you know they don't release every single date of every single test. We don't have that yet, but it feels like he was tested a bunch during this same time frame. You could have seen this get knocked down to one, meaning he would have missed last year's world championships, which for him would have been devastating, worked his whole life, makes the home world championships, but it would not nearly have been as bad as the prospect of being out for three years where you miss an Olympics and you're missing the prime Olympics of your career. And you're for 400 meter runner. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is so valuable. So I know people usually don't think like that. They don't think in the, in the moment of, oh man, I'll take this short-term lump because the, the alternative is so much worse. But that's what, that's what played out yeah. here, right? If, if you're reading along and following on the story. And, and I, I buy the story. Like, yeah. I, 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 I read the Track and Field News article. It did not article. seem fishy at all. It seemed very like, yeah, this is exactly what a 21-year-old would do. Yeah. Well, and not just, not, not just that, but yeah. just, just like what we know of this process. And, and in his mind, right, he did a lot of things right. It wasn't like he was hiding you know, the, the second missed test. Going away was... to like some nefarious camp site to stay away <laughs> in the trees. Right. And he's probably also thinking like they're testing me at NCAAs or they're testing me at USAs. Like what's the big deal? And they don't realize like it's not about how you can get tests a million times. It's they don't get the millionth and one time then none of the previous million mattered. Yeah. And when you're dealing with an, an authority figure – whether or not it's the AIU, USADA, anybody, you don't want to lie. You don't want to present false evidence to them, yeah. right? That's just like to them, the system can't operate if people aren't being truthful with them. So it looks like, according to the article, lost his scholarship at, at Tennessee, not allowed to compete because he has a, a suspension. Although it sounded like he was going to appeal it, right? Because technically it wasn't a positive test. It was for whereabouts. Uh, I don't know how that process will go. The article alludes to a swimmer from Stanford being in a similar process. So I don't know if there's going to be precedent for that by the time we get to it. But yeah, he'll be out until, let's see, the earliest he could come back would have been, would be 20, 2025. And depending on when USAs are that year, could knock him out for those championships. Although second week in June, maybe he'll be back like right before USAs if he 
continues to continues to train and continues to keep going. Yeah, yeah, but no NCAs. I mean, he would have been the prohibitive favorite and oh, yeah, everything. Favorite. Yeah, you know, because he's clearly better than a typical collegiate athlete at this level now when he's running forty four second lows and and uh, so it's a bummer for Tennessee because they don't be able to have a, a secure ten points there. But yeah. you know, they got some other great. They got some good transfers coming in, which we'll talk about in the indoor rankings coming up in January. Uh, but yeah. Him out of the mix of the 400 kind of opens the door. I mean, there was no Champ Allison in the 400. Now no Randolph Ross. Uh, you know, Joseph Fambula, he was a 200-meter runner. Well, so, you're talking about college. College. The pro level, though, too. Pro. Right? You have you – know, he's coming up. That's true. Norman running solid there. But there was a lot of veterans behind Norman who were getting those final spots. Ross runs that year. Like, he, he ran – at Worlds, Rye makes final. Yeah, right? probably medals. He could have medaled. I don't know if I'm going to put him in there for sure, but he was he was running insanely fast. Remember yeah. indoor season, they were targeting world record. Potentially could have got it in a mid-season meet. Him and uh, Elijah Godwin bumped into each other in the midst of that race and going to have to reset and, and wait several years now um, to have another go at it. Um, All in the game says bowling should move up to the 400. Hmm. Now, Bowling should stay in the two now that Fambulo's gone. He's going to own that event. Yeah. Yeah. Last, you long, want him in the long jump. I, what? Bowling? Sure. I want him in the long jump. No, why would you I? Always I, never, I never tr- said that. You always do the trick where, like, Matthew Bowling is going to win an NCAA title in the long jump <laughs> as if you're pulling the wool over people's eyes that he competes in the long jump, too. Maybe maybe this will get Fred Curley back in the four. I don't think this will impact Fred Curley's decision one way or the other. I don't think it will. I want a Curley triple. That's what I want. You might get it. Actually, I, I want a – what's – how do you say five? The Curley quad? The quintuple? I want a Curley quintuple. No. How do you say six? Sextuple? Sex, I want a Curley sextuple. What, is, what, what events? One, two, four. Four by one. Four by four. Mix four by four. Oh, I thought you could go long jump. No. Put everybody in the long jump? No? Yeah. So, anyway. Right. So we got the Bowerman. Speaking of Randolph Ross. Well, we got the Bowerman. The Bowerman is tomorrow. Yeah, and as you mentioned, it's going to be an, an awkward situation on the Before we get the to this, size. Yeah. can I have your power cord? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Thank you. If I have to leave mid-show, though, due to health issues, I, I need that back. That will be great if that actually happened. No, it would not be great because health is a, a serious thing, but it would be funny. Like, I had to do yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You would have – you definitely make some memes. I would make some memes. All right. Let's talk about Bowerman. Yeah, you want to do women or men first? First of all, I got to get out of my way. Bowerman, Did not, they don't always get it right. They didn't give it to Chess. They didn't give it to Chess in 2016. Everyone knows he's the greatest. Not only the greatest to never win, but he's the greatest I'm just gonna sit over here and to win go. and or never win. Let Gordon Cook He's better than most Chez. of the winners. You could probably take 80% of the Bowerman winners, and Chess's 2016 season was 10x better than all of them. I'm just saying. Come on. Like, Chez versus Cam Levens? Chez was 10x better than Cam You know what's funny? A couple weeks ago, you made fun of me for still being mad about the Astros cheating the Dodgers out of a World Series, and I just realized that was 2017, and you're talking about a Bowerman Award winner from 2016. someone's got to say it. Someone has got to stand up for my boy, Ed. You know, like, it's a travesty. Just listeners, viewers, be as passionate in your life. As Gordon is about Chaz, you know, not winning the battle. You know what's going to happen? 
you know what the NBA did uh, yesterday or two days ago? They decided to name the awards. They named all well, the we awards. We should have done that. We should do that. That's a great. We should do that. That's a great pod <laughs> idea. Uh, but they named the awards like MVP. Trophy. Not a great pod idea. It's a very middling <laughs> pod idea. That's they fair. named the NBA awards after different players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they should name the like most valuable distance runner after Chess or something like that. No, they just should rename the Bowerman. The well, okay, so here's what they're doing. They should too. call it the Chesrack. No, or the Chess. Bauer, Bowerman's a great name to have associated with it. But here's the thing: they're just giving more awards out, right? They're giving a regular season trophy, yeah. out. They should. This is my thing. There should be more awards. In track. So yeah, we have the Bowerman, and then we have the Chesrack. You have the. So in college football, which who else can we have? This is this is this is save us for the pod. This no, is no. a great pod idea. Well, we're on a pod right now. Okay, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> oh, here we are. We're literally on a pod. Okay, so, but here's what. No, are we on a pod? Or are we in a pod? <laughs> I think we're in a pod. So, the Heisman is the template for the Bowman, right? Yeah. But in college football, there's all the different position pre- awards, yes. right? There's the Blitnikoff Award, that, and which makes sense too because. Not Heisman always goes to quarterback, or quarterback, the best team. running back. Yeah. You know, occasionally wide receiver, but you know, very rarely outside yeah. of of those groups, if at all. So it would make sense to have, yeah, the thrower of the year. Yeah, the distance runner of the it would year. Be, if distance runner would be the Chesarek. You yeah, I think. And would it be even at that point? Would it be fair? I don't know. No, no but you know what would happen though. The Chesarek of the year winner would never win the Bowerman. Yeah, would you because they want to keep the bit going. Yeah. You can't get the Cheserek Award winner, also the Bowerman, because Ches never won the Bowerman. Or maybe the Cheserek Award is just the person who got second in the Bowerman. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Runner up, like first place is because like in you know the Wimbledon, they have like two trophies. Wimbledon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if someone gets like a a plate, a, a plate. And, yeah, so it's like a plate. Yeah, it's just a. a Cheser- How do they do that? Give a plate to the second place. Well, do you get that's kind of you don't think run up runner up always gets something in. Tennis. You run around with something track. But it's also weird because you're basically getting the plate that you put the cup on top of. So it's like, yeah, you're forever like. Are they related? I never put that you together. You have the cup and you put it on the plate and it's just like rubbing your face. You just got demolished by the person who owns the cup. Yeah. Well, but what if then the next year you get the cup then you have the set? So Maybe. for tea time, that's it's, why they play tennis. <laughs> I'm really thirsty, but I need I don't have the utensils. So I'm going to train my entire life. It's a source of motivation, perhaps. Okay. All right, it's enough. like, hey, come back next year and complete the set. Let's talk about the Bowerman. Yeah, you want to do the women first? Let's break this down. Sure. I yeah. mean, yeah, let's, why not? Let's break this down. Okay, so let's look at the individual cases for each uh, one of these women. Caleb, you could pull up the, the little resume, the little fact sheet on each one. Let's go first to Anna Hall. Now, I'll say this. We've talked about this award a lot because the season for the NCAA athletes ended in June. It is now December. Yes. And none of the performances are supposed to count outside of the NCAA season. So in theory, they could have voted on this award six months ago. So we've already talked about this a bunch. Do we know when they voted for him? Oh, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. But But what I'm saying is we've talked about it a bunch just because we got the nominees. The season ended. Hey, who's it going to be? So my pick all, all along, and I'll talk more about why, was was Hall. And I think just as the case for War Athletics, the women's field is really good. It, it's really hard to pick. Very good. And you can make an argument for all these. So Anna Hall. Yeah, uh, I would make an argument that the third woman should win over the first man. Mm. Like quality of resume. Yeah, was. yeah. 
maybe that's how they do it from now on. Just give it the top two regardless. Yeah, so gender, yeah. let's talk. Let's talk the nominees. First of all, Anna Hall, indoor champion in the pentathlon, outdoor champion in the heptathlon. You see her all-time performances there. Um, just an amazing, amazing season for her. Incredibly versatile. So she's uh, fourth in the pentathlon with that mark. Uh, and then where was she with the heptathlon all-time? She was second, I believe. Third, excuse me. No, number two, number two. So she's number four all-time uh, in the pentathlon and second outdoor in the heptathlon. But the most impressive thing about Anna Hall was the double. And by the double, I mean she did the eighth event because she did seven in the heptathlon. And then NCAA outdoors, she qualifies in the foreign hurdles. And she doesn't just run the foreign hurdles. She gets second in the foreign hurdles. And she got second to Britton Wilson. And Britton Wilson was damn good this year. Britton Wilson went on to run in the world championships. So Anna Hall had an incredible season, just showed the, the depth and breadth of, of her talent, put up some all-time marks, but the range is what impressed me the most with her. Yeah. I will say, as in great as double was, it would have been so much better if it was an actual winning double, right? Because she did get second to an all-time one of the but best. But who even attempts the double when you do the multi-events? That's what's so cool about it. Who even could qualify and then who even can wait, do wait, it hold on, hold on. in you, the heat of competition? Just, that's pretty you cool. Can't, you can't say, though, participation is... She got second. That's pretty good. Yeah. To a, to a world-class, you know, what, what was Britton Wilson this year? Yeah, Britton's like... Top four yeah. in the world I mean, this year? She's like one of the best not named Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. That that You just described most people walking around Earth. I mean, Britton Wilson, I think could, you could argue, could even be one of the nominees when you see her SEC, yeah. where she won the four by You call it the greatest four. hour of track and field ever. Ever. Yes. Britton Wilson at SEC. Stand by that. That would be the name of one of my awards. <laughs> greatest hour award. Um, but... Not that I'm not using it as a way to criticize her achievement because what she did was amazing. I'm just saying it would have been even greater if it had like two wins as opposed to win. It just gets a little nullified when there's a when you're bragging about a second place because all the other athletes are going to have a lot of more cleaner resumes where it's like win win win. Again, Anna Hall does have a clean resume because in her actual event it was a win in the yeah. I would agree with you if it was a traditional double, a one and a two, a five thousand and a ten thousand. Sure, okay. But she went and did a heptathlon. And then a four and then to threw her. her. And not just any other event. The event that most people consider the hardest in all of track and field. And it was an event that if she doesn't do, they don't win the team title. Exactly. So, so that's the case for Anna Hall. Cameron Rogers. Pure dominance from Cameron Rogers. I mean, look at this. Collegiate record outdoor in the hammer throw. But she had eight top ten throws this year. Eight. Eight. You look at the all-time hammer throw list for the women, it's basically Cameron Rogers. Cameron Rogers, Cameron Rogers, Cameron Rogers, over and over and over again. I know we're not supposed to consider what they did at the World Championships. Hall medaled. Cameron Rogers also medaled for Canada. But just complete and utter historical dominance. Yeah. The one, not negative, but like her indoor season is not as... Not the same event. Not same event. It's weight throw versus hammer throw. Yeah. It's tough. And she got, what, third in indoors in the weight throw? She got, let's see, scored third. on Yep, third. Yeah, third. So that might hurt her eligibility because that's the thing is you're going to have like, but like I say, because oh, Abby Steiner also has a couple 
yeah. non-wins. Yeah. So yeah. they all none of them were perfect. So you can take away the, the need to be perfect to win. But uh, yeah, Kim Rogers, it's more about the depth and the fact that she not just won and broke a record, but you look at the all-time list, it just says Rogers, 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 Rogers. Eight. Eight, top eight out of ten. That's crazy. She probably had one or two of the others from a previous season. <laughs> when there was a lot of discussion when the nominees got announced, some people were mad that certain people weren't on the list. And I said at the time, okay, if you're going to say off? that, huh? Who are you taking off? And if if your answer is we'll take off Cameron Rogers, I'm saying you might as well just say hammer throwers aren't eligible then. Yeah. If you're not going to include someone who had this season, you might as well say we're just not counting that if this doesn't count, then it'll never count. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, eight, eight, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Next up, Abby Steiner, uh, collegiate record indoors, collegiate record outdoors. Obviously, did amazing relay duty for the Wildcats. She ended the year with the second fastest time uh, in the two hundred outdoors. That's hard to do in the world. In the world, although that came at USA's not in the collegiate season, but I'm just speaking to how good she was throughout the entirety yeah, she won of track season. Three titles and four records. She also has the indoor 300 record, which, which is what everyone you, is you, clamoring about. So Gordon's favorite indoor records, it goes 500, 300, 600 in that order. Then maybe the 1,000. Yeah, I guess 600-yard uh, one. She has some losses again, but those are coming in shorter events, right? Like in the 60. She didn't lose to favor Ophelia SEC's in the 200. Yeah. So if you're you need to split she also hairs and things of this, too, then. yeah. I mean, the hundred I don't really. Count. She wasn't really hundred, yeah. Yeah, in in the same way, I'm not going to count. Well, we talked about Anna Hall, <laughs> like not counting the four hurdles, but you do count it because she made the she made the meet and got second. So that's I think that's the case for for Steiner. What do you think? Who's your who's your pick? So who's my pick? Yeah, or who do I think is going to win? Two who's your pick? Thing. Who's your pick? My pick. So. For me to like keep up with my, uh, I mean, I'm, I should pick Abby Steiner because I was like, all, I was all in on Abby Steiner all year. I, it would be kind of weird. For you me probably to be like, picked her in June, and then nothing should have influenced your vote from now to then because the results don't count. And yeah. Now you're going to change it yeah, in yeah. the next month. I mean, I personally would pick Abby Steiner. Okay. I think she was more dominant in a more participated event i think the competition level is a little bit higher in the sprints than it is in the hammer and in you the, globally the, if you compare it globally yeah okay and she's going against you know yeah. i just think they're selling in not all events are equal like they don't have the, all the same amount of depth of talent and i think if you excel in a, one of the more marquee events mm-hmm. that should have a little bit of a a weight to it although that is sort of Countered by the fact, I know we can't count what happened at Worlds, but Rogers went on to get silver. Yeah, again, do you think silver in the hammer is the same as silver in the hundred? Well, I'm saying, are you comparing NCAA level of competition to the world? Because winning the men's 1500 at NCAA is not the same as winning the men's hundred, right? Because the men's hundred is better at the NCAA level relative to the world than the men's 1500 is, right? We'd all agree on that. Well, Abby Sonner ran the second fastest time in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, yeah. So to me, that's kind of similar to getting second at Worlds. Yeah, no. I, and I also, just, it's harder to, it's, I mean, again, event, it's harder to maintain peak sprint fitness all the way through August or July, whenever the championship was, than it is to maintain peak 
throwing. Like, what about heptathleting? Yeah, I mean, the, just the amount of it's just like. Okay, the, so the, you're going with you're going with Steiner. I'm going with Steiner, who I think is going to win, Anna Hall. Okay, because of the double. I went with Anna Hall early. Nothing has changed my mind because there's nothing allowed to change my mind because we don't count any of those results. Although the fact that she medaled at Worlds, all three help. of them medaled. Yeah, yeah. Steiner in the relay. Steiner got two medals. Yeah, in the relays, which I know. There's no heptathlon relay. There's no yeah. hammer throw relay. But it shows you the level of respect that Team USA had yeah. to put a rookie in yeah. the 4 by one and in the 4 by 4 They knew how good she was. They're all great. Not going to bore anybody. That's I, the thing. Like Again, I think all three any other year would win. Yeah. The same so thing as the... Thir- being th- like Cameron Rogers being third here, I think she would win pretty much nine out of the past ten years. Yeah. I would say... Um, Hall just did something unique. Yes, and that's why I think she's going to win. And I think that's the tiebreaker for me here yeah. because, again, you got different cases being made depending what you emphasize. But I think we might see a season like the other two later on. It's going to be hard. I just don't think we're going to see someone like Hall Anna do Hall, that. Again. Anna Hall was told to do something extraordinary, and the extra and extraordinary was a 400 meter hurdle. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I was trying to be deep. Yeah. But it came off. Really fell short. Yeah. Okay. But she did something extra. No one else did anything extra. Again, and, and led to the team title. Uh, all in the game says Abby had the third fastest time. Shrieker ran 21.45 and 21.55. The, but in same perfor- performer. performer. Gordon likes performer. performer he doesn't like it when people run fast. Multiple um, times. You don't get. Oh, you don't get. You don't get. And twenty-one sixty-seven. Abby ran the fourth fastest time. This is just goes to show you how good Sharika Jackson was. Yeah, too. no, but she was, was Sharika, and then uh, Brandon Abby. says, "Does a non-win hurt more than it did not compete?" It's ridiculous to think that getting second or third is worse than just skipping that event or skipping indoors. I agree. We need to reward competing. I agree. Yeah, would Hall be nominated if she didn't do the foreign hurdles? She. I would argue that if she doesn't do the 400 hurdles, Jasmine Moore would have gotten in. Yeah. Because Jasmine Moore would have been like four for four, mm-hmm. and Anna Hall would be like two for two, and they'd be like four is better than two. Yeah. But because now that she had the 400 hurdles, they're like, oh, that's so cool and like different. And yeah. She, it, yeah. Uh, Brandon has a good comp here. You'll like this one. I'm ready. Hall has a novelty factor. It's like Westbrook's MVP season. The triple double average was so unheard of. Yes. And when he did it again, nobody really cared. So yeah, if you're the second, if you're the next person to do this, then maybe we'll say, oh, yep. We'll compare it to Anna Hall. We'll say, yeah, they did it, but they only got sixth in their second event instead of getting second. Or yeah. if they run the four hurdles, they ran a second slower than Hall did. But you do get, you do get bonus points for being one of the first. Didn't Oscar Robertson average a triple double though too? It was the first since Oscar. since yeah, but they did though. It's a long time. NBA does this weird thing where they just ignore like. First twenty years of the league <laughs> for stat purposes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I would argue now that the Westbrook stuff is people ignore it more because so the game changed, right? Yeah. Like there was and they realize getting rebounds at the foul free, uh, for free throws shouldn't be as important. Yeah, yeah. The value of it uh, decreased in people's eyes. All right, shall we go to the men's side of things? We should. All right. So again. None of us pick Cameron Rogers, but she uh, is incredible. No, don't let that. If I had an order right now, I I would say Hall, Rogers, Steiner would be yeah. my order. I knew that would be your order. 
What's your order? Steiner, Paul Rogers. Okay. By the way, why are you wearing an NAU shirt on this podcast? Because it's really nice. It's comfortable. You're supposed to be impartial. You can't be wearing other teams. Man. Hey, you send me swag, I will wear it. You hear that, folks? Send it you over to wear in school, house. coaches, athletes. I'll wear whatever you want me to wear. Whatever? Really? Yeah. Okay. Send me. I'll wear it. Why not? Get some embarrassing t-shirts. I'll wear you like your Twitter, your Twitter handle. I'll wear whatever you want. Nobody wants their Twitter handle on YouTube. <laughs> Stop. All right. Men's side of things. Let's start first with uh, Trey Cunningham. Obviously, uh, tore up the high hurdles this year. I mean, ended his season with, with the medal in Eugene. Indoor champion in the 60, outdoor champion in the 110s. Number two time in the 60 behind. Wow. Wait, number two in the 60, oh. all time behind. Grand Holloway. In the one well, tenth, number two behind. You confused me with 60 because I was like thinking of an actual flat 60. Number two in the high hurdles behind. He beat Roberts this time? He ran even, right? So it's tied, I guess. 13 dead. Yeah, behind so, Grant. Behind Grant. Yeah, he's the. the he's, we didn't think we'd see another Grant Holloway for a while. Yeah. And then. We did well, it, though. He's not Grant Holloway. He's right there. He's, he got yeah, really, but you can be really, but just as you can be, you can be within a window, within a window, but you're not. With yeah. the what? What'd you say? With the, with the, with the, with the, I was one? trying to say within an inch, an inch, an inch. He, he's not Grant like Holloway. You, your voice turned into a turntable there. It was interesting. He would only be Grant Holloway if he ran faster. Real close. Him. Way closer than I thought he would be. To his, oh, 100%. To his credit. To his, I mean, 13 Way dead. Bit, yeah. I mean, Roberts was right there too. You take, but he's running you, at the same time as Grant. If you though. remove Grant Holloway from the universe. Yeah. Which and, would be a wild thing to do. Don't do that. Don't do finger. that. Don't do that, America or the world. If I snap the fingers. Do not remove Grant Holloway from the universe. Okay, I won't do it. But if you did. We need more Grant Holloway. We do need universe. more Grant Holloway. But if you did, we would be calling Trey Cunningham Grant Holloway. No, we'd be calling him Trey Cunningham. And we'd be like, can you believe so-and-so almost ran Trey Cunningham's times? Yeah. 8-0 uh, total, 4-0 in the highs. Outdoors, 4-0 in the highs. Indoors. It was pretty was he perfect? He's basically perfect. He was so, yeah, he didn't lose. He didn't lose. He didn't lose. A final. Never loss. Didn't lose a final. Never um, loss. Although it says indoors here. That's weird. He got third. Oh, that, that, that was probably... Was that a flat? Oh, that was flat 60. Sorry about that. Yeah. And they say versus collegians. But yeah. He was, he was perfect. And again, just to cement his argument, you look at what he did against the best in the world. And, he and, was he, and that right was there. a heat that he ran into that he won. Gotcha. So gotcha. The people that were in his lanes against him. Gotcha. Okay. So that's the case for uh, Trey Cunningham. Let's go next to Aiden Owens Delerme of Arkansas, multi event athlete, won the decathlon outdoors, won the heptathlon indoors, number two in the heptathlon all time, and uh, number three. All time in the outdoor decathlon. He had a great season. He had a great season. Um, again, you talk about all time marks in the collegiate multi events. Ash Neaton is in there, <laughs> right? So you're you're competing against and and Trey Hardy, some of the best to ever do it. So he was solid all year long. Heptathletes, just as we saw, uh, and decathletes, multi eventers in general, like we saw with. Anna Hall, you know, they don't compete a ton if they're not doing an individual event throughout the year. And you don't know how to compare 
what they're doing to what everybody else is doing. But um, he was uh, he was great. He was great and had a great had a great worlds too. So one thing I think that's kind of cool about him is that he's from Pennsylvania. Yes, North Allegheny. What up, Wexford, PA? Yeah, boy. Okay. Uh, no, he not only did he he won, but he won in a year where the guy who broke the collegiate record was competing, Kyle Garland of mm. Georgia. Mm. Like yeah, the fact cool. that you know, like because sometimes it can be weak years. Mm-hmm. You could argue it's the hardest year to win because the collegiate record holder was in the event that same year in his peak, and he beat Kyle Garland at NCAA Outdoors after Kyle Garland had broken the collegiate record. So I think that, and you could also look at indoors. Kyle Garland um, had two mark had already com- what's I'm not com- compete uh, scored scored sixty two hundred points mm-hmm. three times in his career, and Aiden Owens beat him. At NCAA, so I just think it's like a unique thing where, yes, he went two for two, but he went two for two against probably the hardest. Like Ashenine didn't need, didn't need to beat a Kyler Garland, right? Mm-hmm. Trey Hardy didn't need to beat a Kyle Garland, yeah. But Aiden Owens good, yeah. had to beat a Kyle Garland, and I think that should be a reason to kind of look at his two and zero as maybe like a more impressive because you have the Carly, Kyle Garland factor. Okay, often overlooked. Often our luck. Yeah. And Aiden Back Owens did pretty well at Worlds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you saw it at Worlds. All right, and the final nominee, uh, Randolph Ross. Again, this comes as he's under the announcement that he's going to be sort of serving a suspension. I mean, people are probably going to argue whether or not he sh- his name should be even included in there. Now, just to say it, right, he's, he didn't get suspended until after that final missed test wasn't until after yeah. the season. So if you're looking at it just by the letter of the law of the dates of when these infractions occurred, um, he he was still eligible, obviously, to be competing at that point. The, the The result that got nullified was his USA's result. It was not his NCAA championship result. So he wins indoors, wins outdoors. Um, I think if, we, if you're looking at it purely just on what he did on the track, um, he kind of suffers the, like, high expectations game here a little bit because, you know, he didn't go didn't go sub-44. Um, looked like he'd be able to get that, potentially get that indoor world record. Um, didn't get it. He was perfect in 400s throughout the year. Um, but I would say... I mean, Randall Frost is better in 2021. He, so he was th- number three all-time indoor in the 400. Um, didn't have an all-time mark. Outdoors. He went 43-8 in 2021 Yeah, well, at NCAAs. It felt like after the indoor season, he was just kind of gearing himself to get ready to make sure he just won and then yeah. qualified, got to USA's, and then got to Worlds, which, unfortunately for him, yeah. they didn't get to run. Like, this season felt more like a long game as opposed to a chase a bunch of collegiate yeah. accolades. I think 2021 Ross would have potentially – well, is better than 2022 Ross, like you'd say, because he's focusing on bigger goals. But I was thinking 2021 Ross, even that Ross is still not something that I would take over who is my pick, Trey Cunningham. Yeah. Because, you know, when Michael Norman and Fred – like, I think Ross was kind of – he had to go up against a Michael Norman or Fred Curley, the, the ghost of Norman and Curley to kind of mm. 
really submit himself as like, uh, I deserve it because <laughs> being, yeah, I'm I'm kind of mincing my words. I'm not being clear in my. I'm being really bad at podcasting right now. This is a bad podcast segment, but I'm going to take this back. We're going to do a little quick rewind. Hold on, loop, loop, loop. Starting over. Randolph Ross in 2021 was better than 2022. Mm-hmm. Even Randolph Ross in 2021 is not, in my opinion, a Bowerman winner type resume because, you know, it, like if Curly's, did Curly win it? Mm, that's a good question. Did Curly win it? Let's look at that history here. Hold on. Oh. I got the history right here. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Curly win? Yeah, yeah, he won it. 2017. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry, no. sorry. He didn't he, win it. Coleman won Coleman it. Won yeah. yeah. Like, Curly had a better resume than Ross, and I feel like if Curly can't win it, then Ross shouldn't win it. <laughs> That's not the way it works. Uh, top three, I'm going to go Cunningham, Owens, Laramie, and then Owens, Laramie, and then Ross. Then. I, would, I would do the exact same thing. And if I had to rank all six athletes, the top three <laughs> Which women, everybody wants you the to top do. three women will go first, and then the three men. The men, yeah. And again, Cunningham's still great. Great, right? Great. Maybe I'll put Cunningham third overall but Cunningham's great undefeated especially doing it like in the in the kind of the what's when you like the when you when you leave like your tracks or something like that like a car yeah just driving and then like dust is like when the dust settles yeah what are you trying to say I don't even know what you're talking about People kind of like got the high of Grant Holloway, right? Yeah. And so typically it's kind of hard for people to get really excited about that event once the goat of that event is gone. Okay. So I feel like Trey Cunningham kind of had like a, we don't worry about the 100 hurdles, the 110 hurdles anymore. That was the Holloway time. He's like, mm-hmm. we're not focused on that. And I think it's kind of hard to get like people get excited for an event after you already had <laughs> such a high from that event. So what's that after the dust? With well, the dust car? settled. The dust like... Okay, if you're watching the wreckage, live and you're in the, the chat, if you can figure out what Gordon's trying to say, if you can finish Gordon's metaphor, like let me know. Grant created all of this like excitement around that event, and then when you leave, the party's over, right? And like, like there's trash everywhere. Like you go to go to a house Wait, after now a there's, party. Now there's a party. I thought there was no, no, a car ima- in yeah, the dust. But imagine, okay, Grant Holloway throws a party. He threw a party, the one ten hurdle party. So lost. People are having a great time. People are reacting to the Roberts versus Holloway. You're seeing the cool video of Holloway's face being frozen and running. You see the great quotes. You see Florida win, the four by one, all this stuff. And then the dust settles and this house is now trashed. There's cups everywhere. There's like stains. Dust. This, there's <laughs> dust, right? And then Trey Cunningham shows up in suit and tie ready for the party. Yeah. And he shows up and he's like, where did everyone go? So Grant graduated. It's over. Your party's. Why are you here? Go home. But Trey's like, but I just got all ready. I was training for my entire life. I'm in my perfect suit and tie. I'm ready to party now. So Trey Cunningham's like, all right. Well, I'm already here. I'm not going to go home. So I'm going to run my senior season. And so he does, and he runs amazing. And he's basically having a party by himself. And you, <laughs> over time, you're realizing like Trey Cunningham is partying in like a an empty house. But he's had some great dance moves. Yeah. And yeah. like slowly people are starting to come to the, eh, actually, you know what? Yeah, the party was over Saturday night, but this Sunday party's actually popping a bit. And now you're realizing Trey Cunningham turned a like a, a hangover of a party mm-hmm. into like a great rally. And that's why you should win the Bowerman. 
This made sense in my head. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. That's a lie. No, he's, he's, fo- he's following a legend. Yeah. Following a legend. And it's hard to, like... Yeah. The opening act was, like, a killer. Now we have an opening act? Yeah. We have so many metaphors now. It's like having to go after, like, peak Martin Lawrence. Martin or Lawrence? Peak Eddie Murphy. Okay. In the jumpsuit. You know jumpsuit Eddie Murphy? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he killed? Imagine yeah. me going up there and talking, to, doing my little jokes about... Yeah. Talking about Princeton's cross-country team <laughs> and failing miserably on those jokes. Trey oh, Cunningham man. had to not just overcome – he had to overcome legacy, and that's hard to do. But he – I mean, 13 flat, though. Yeah. I, I guess he broke 13, eventually. All in the Game says such a long and torturous analogy. <laughs> well, you guys are a little bit behind. There's going to be more analogies to come. You don't even know the half of it. I'm living in the future. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandon says Trey's new nickname is Billy Idol because he was dancing with himself at the party. Yes, exactly. See, people are starting to feel it now. I don't know. I think Brandon's just being a good sport. No, Brandon gets it. Good work, Brandon. All right. It's a, I'm trying to compliment Trey. I think that I think that's coming through. Okay, good. Yeah. Just let that be known. Uh, this is from Noah. Huge fan of the pod. Started running during the first uh, COVID summer in 2020. When all the team sports shut down, and I've been listening to you guys as I get more and more into the sport. A couple topics I'd love to hear your two cents on if you're ever looking to fill some airspace. Yes. We have 16 minutes. This is the time, Noah. We're this filling the time. Filling the space. Uh, cross-country team scoring. Oh, we're going back Not to, to beat the dead horse on yeah. the NCAA tiebreaker convo, but through all that, I was wondering why they haven't instituted some kind of weighted point system for the top finishers. Ooh, I like this. I like this. In Formula One, for instance... The scoring system for the top 10 is always first place 25, second place 18, third place 15, fourth place 12, fifth place 10. Point gaps get smaller as you go down the list. With that setup, it just puts a ton more importance on the race uh, up front. Yeah, finishers rather than letting 60th versus 10th place runners decide team titles. Could lend itself to more exciting situations up front, like Charles Hicks having the chance to put the team on his back yes. and at least push Stanford into contention by outkicking Nico rather than their finishing order having a one-point, fairly uh, irrelevant effect on the team competition. I'm not, well, had a very relevant effect on the team competition this year, but I get his point. I'm not super brushed up on the history of the sport, so maybe this is something that's been tried out in the past, Mm -hmm. but just seems like a fun way to spice up the front of the pack races at these cross-country meets. I love this idea. The fact that the difference between first and fifth is the same as the difference between 40th and 35th is a travesty because they're not the same. It's very different to win and get fifth and this get thirty, getting thirty fifth and fortieth. That's the same thing. Getting first is not the same thing as fifth. And I agree with that. I think that there should be a weighted points to people who actually are competing at the top ten level out of the two hundred fifty plus athletes. Okay, what if it's weighted based on margin somehow though too? That would be even crazier. I would love that even more because then it's all about. So you so fifth is still really important, right? But if you got fifth and you got blown out by a minute versus fifth by a lean, yeah, exactly. You should get more credit for the lean. You should do this for next cross country season. So now that nobody's taking your oh, what I'm going plan, to do. your season plans uh, seriously, you should try to just like reform the race. It's like make the race itself better. Yeah. Well, I'll do is I'll look at last this this year's race and I'll just rescore it according to the Noah inspired you'd Gordon have, you'd algorithm. Have to obviously, formula. bump it up though, right? Because they're not scoring as deep. So because first is twenty five. And then 
Tenth, well, tenth is, yeah, maybe. No, I'll figure it out. 250. I'll figure it out. Multiply it by a lot. No, I, I can come up with the system. Okay. But I definitely like the idea that um, having people on your team who are really high up in this should matter more. Yeah. Because yeah. those are, that's where it matters. Like, everyone's kind of just like, yeah, once you get past 40, everyone is kind of just like the same. Mm -hmm. It's just like kind of luck. There's no luck in first to fifth. There's luck in 35th to 40th. Yeah. Well. There's no luck in first to fifth. That is purely well, you're a better fourth and, Between fourth and fifth, there's luck. No. Yeah, there is. No. You could go look in some top fives and be like, how did that person beat that person? No. I'll, I'll give it to you like first and fifth. Like on that day. Anyway, all right. Marathon is next topic. You ready okay. for him to tackle the marathon now? How many, how many questions have we got? Two questions, and he has a guess my PR. Okay. He just started running in 2020. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, this is cool. PR is probably better than ours. It, I looked at it. I know the I'm so I'm not going to give it away because I'm quizzing you. All right, I'm mostly focused on running the marathon distance. So uh, in becoming a bigger fan of the sport, I've become frustrated like many that we barely ever watch the best of the best race against each other as they naturally scatter across the majors. It almost seems like the same pitfall that's been holding boxing back where TV contracts, et cetera, are stopping the best boxers in the world from fighting each other. I think the marathon has all the potential to become one of the top televised sports. It's two hours and change uh, an event like the uh, Formula One races, soccer games, lots of big names, ups and downs throughout every race. But it seems like it's holding itself back by not being able to drum up any real rivalries between the top dogs and showcase the top talent going head to head over and over again. It seems plausible fix. It seems like a plausible fix, excuse me, to create a rotation amongst the majors so that while all six retain their titles, World Marathon Major, only two each year are highlighted, per se, as an elite major with a much larger, more concentrated prize pool given to that race to incentivize the top runners. If there's a spring block, Tokyo, London, Boston, and a fall block, Berlin, Chicago, New York, and only one of each was highlighted as the elite majors in a given year, do you think World Athletics could corral at least 70 to 80 percent of the top runners to race those two events each year, something like 2023, Boston, Berlin, 2024, Tokyo, Chicago, 2025, London, and New York. Obviously, things get kind of funky with world champs, but I think if there were an Olympics, but I think there was an uh, expectation that every elite marathoner was going to race each other in the spring, and then again in the fall, you could really drum up more suspense and excitement for these races. The four majors each year that aren't up in the rotation will lose that elite spark, but I'm sure wouldn't suffer too much in terms of general attendance, interest, and would give the chance for a lesser-known marathoner who maybe didn't qualify for the elite field at those highlighted races to show up and make a name for themselves. Just some food for thought. We'd love to hear you guys' takes. Also, throwing in a quick guess my PR below if you're looking for still for those still. Thanks to the great content. That is Noah. Okay. Kevin, you are the owner? Yes. Slash GM. Yeah. Of the Dodgers. Yes. And I am the owner slash GM of the Phillies. Good job not getting Correa. Go ahead. Okay. The year is 2021. Yeah. Okay? So you get to sign whoever you want. All right? Yeah. But on even years, I get to sign whoever I want. Yeah. So even if the person I want wants to play with you, sorry, even year, I get this person. Mm -hmm. But don't worry. You're going to get the odd years. We're going to work together. I want the Dodgers and the Phillies to work together because mm -hmm. we want to make sure we both have a piece of the pie. Yeah. And it's just, let's just tell Major League Baseball to tell us that 
we have to take our foot off the gas on odd and even years. <laughs> Do you think that would work? <laughs> well, no, because they're in direct competition with yes. each other. And that's why this idea wouldn't work. There is no incentive for Tokyo to be like, oh, yeah, London, you can have the spotlight this year. We'll just wait till next year. Yeah. No, there needs to be a person above it all and there isn't who can say because what you could do and what i've heard proposed before i've, I've heard this idea before but what you do is you make the men's in one location and the women's in the other so two of the three then yeah. would have at least one marquee race and so boston would be like screw you we want both well right exactly but that's, why do we that to do what london tells us to do that's the problem you're in it's, a totally different country but this city. is the this is so representative of not just the marathon issue but track as a whole, right? Yeah. There's nobody owning it all. Overseeing the entire thing. Because would you agree this would be unequivocally good yes. for everybody involved? But it only works if everyone running the meets was the same yeah. person. But who's the only, what's the only group of people that loses out with the, under the system? Oh, the meet managers? Right. Yeah. But like the fans went out. Yeah. The athletes theoretically went, went out because yep. it's more constant. It's easier. Uh, as a television product, right? right? If, if it's like the men's race in Boston is the marquee one this year and the women's race in London, you can just focus on that one race the entire time. So are you implying that the real problem with our sport is meet directors? The real problem with our sport is nobody's collaborating. And they don't have, I wouldn't either. If I was them, yeah. if, if my no job is the Tokyo Marathon race director, my job is to make the best Tokyo Marathon. Not the best sport right but there should be someone uh, above that that says hey this is this is where right like the las vegas bowl doesn't get to say hey this year the national championship it's gonna be on december 21st in las vegas no someone has stepped in in college football yeah now they can invite different colleges and different schools to these different games but then there's an understanding of where the marquee games are going to be and where the marquee teams are going to play right it's just you need, you need some sort of parameters around it because it would be cool. In this generation, a little different because it's like every, the demand is Kipchoge on the men's yeah. side. Everybody wants to see Kipchoge. Women, it's awesome, but it's spread out amongst this ever-growing pool of women who seemingly are capable of running 215. But even that would be awesome. You get all of them there, but in, in, in one spot competing against each other. So I think it's a great yeah, idea. It's a great idea, but the idea just falls apart when you realize that our, like you said, our sport is not designed where it's a bunch of individual. It's a bunch of individual meets, pretending like they're in some league. League, and, and they're, they're not. not. Yeah, they're not. You call it the World Majors. That's not the Boston Meet Director and the New York City Meet Director aren't like being like, how do we make our events better together? No, they're still like, we just got to follow these low tier guidelines. But at the end of the day, we're gonna get everyone. That we well, they have different budgets too, yeah. right? They have different priorities. Some. Marathons like just participation. Want, well, some of them want the fastest people. Some of them want With the depth. Want the representation from yep. from throughout the world. So they all have different goals. Because here's the other thing too. What's to make every athlete then go? You'd have to have such a bigger prize purse and such a larger appearance fee budget available for that one marquee marathon. You need world majors to outbid Boston BAA, basically. Well, or any other marathon. Because yeah. then what's to keep someone from just skipping it and saying, well, I'm going to go to, like, what if Kipchoge says, I want to go to Amsterdam? They're, yeah. not in the, they're not in agreement with any of these. Yeah. Everybody's a free agent, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. operating their interests. 
So if Amsterdam can offer him more money, but it's like tennis, right? Like you have other tournaments, but everybody understands that when it comes time for Wimbledon, it's going to be Wimbledon. And I don't think Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal is getting an offer to play in a competitor to Wimbledon, right? It just I mean, doesn't exist. Well, golf it's happening, but that's backed by like Saudi oil. So Yeah. Well, because it got it got up to such a ridiculous monetary yeah. amount that 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 it is. But that you can put that in a different bucket. But also with and I, I think I'm I haven't been following this story crazy close, but isn't part of the pushback like the prestige of what, what it was, like the PGA, like this yeah. is like I remember Tiger Woods appealing to the historical nature of each one of those events that's sort of what the marathon would have to lean on too yeah like why do you go to boston because it's boston like yeah. you win boston you're gonna make a name for yourself but i i like it i like the idea uh it won't work <laughs> it won't work cross-country idea i like too yeah no um, man he's got great ideas uh thomas says formula one has crashes marathons don't people want to see crashes fair that's fair that's is fair. that what they watch it for just the crashes i mean there's a netflix show about it Do you know that Oh, everyone tells me about it. It's crazy the way Austin gets when we have that event oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Austin gets We act like it's such a big, like, yeah. no, no one here knew about this until, like, yeah. three years ago. And yeah. now they act like they're the greatest F- it F1 popped, fan. It popped on their home screen on Netflix. Oh, my God. Just like, Verstappen. So I can't wait to F1 weekend. I'm like, uh, shut Brandon up. Says, Brandon says, Boston not doing what London wants is how we got this country in the first place. Exactly. And Brandon's like winning the comments. Yeah, I like Brandon. Today. Oh, man, you might get a gift card. Yeah. Speaking of that, what are we doing a gift card? Well, I'm going to bring him in on Friday. Then we're going to write the. We're doing. We're doing a gift card giveaway on Friday. Well, no, I'm going to bring them in so you and I can figure out how much is on each. Okay. And then I think we should do it the holiday week. Next, holiday week. Okay. Uh, yeah, next okay. week. Um, we can't do that pre-record. We got to do that one live. Yeah, we'll do that Monday. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was the PR? I'm guessing. Oh, you want to do guess my PR? Yeah, let's do All it. Right. Here we and go. The show. Here we Last go. Got Last three one. minutes. We do only have. Um, I'm getting it for a spring marathon. This is Noah, but uh, how old do we know his age? Don't know his age. Okay. Just ran a 20 second uh, 5k PR. My first indoor race last weekend. So you're guessing his five. Here, I'm gonna move my computer. This I'm one, not so gonna look. See it. Why would I cheat? You're guessing indoor 5k. Other PRs: mile 455, 10k, 36.23, half marathon 125.07. Two weeks out, he did some 800s. Some 600s, some 400s, some 200s, and a tempo, six mile tempo. 800s, 248, 246, 600s, 158, 158, 400s, 74, and 70, 200s, 32, and 31, six miles. He did it 553 pace. One week out, and then he did a K in 314, and then he did seven miles at 557 okay, you pace. You're not going to pay attention to the Ks. You, you, know, you do realize the amount of numbers like, numbers you're giving me is ridiculous. Yeah, I just read what the listeners provide. What do you want, the 600s again? Uh, 150? How am I supposed to like... 151, you, I don't think you understand. You're saying so many numbers. How am I supposed to do all this math in my head? You're not supposed you to do listing. math. Numbers. No. I'm, not, I'm like, you're not supposed to do math. You're supposed to intuitively know. You get a feel. Do you it's think a vibe? Ma- oh, so this is a vibe only. Do you remember? You could say. Hold on. Pause. There was a moment. There was a moment. You told me the story. You, a friend of yours was preparing for some race, and you told me you went up to Mike Smith, and you gave Mike Smith some workout details. Did he not nail the time? 
yeah. range? Yeah, yeah. Did he write it down on his computer? No, no. Mike Smith, yeah. he didn't even have Excel, man. No, he just, he just like, oh, you probably, this person will probably run this, and then that person ran that. Yeah. Plus so, minus 10 seconds. So he, it's a 5K, did a six-mile tempo at 553. But I'm not Mike Smith. And like, <laughs> you're wearing the shirt, man. Seven miles at 557. What did Noah run? Remember, he started running in 2020. He's fast. It's impressive. Yeah. You're laying down those tempo runs two years into your running career? What did you do before this, Noah? I need to know more. I think it would be easier for me if you only gave me one workout and it, his best workout. Okay, fine. What was his best workout? His best workout? Yeah. Well, that's up to, to him. I mean, the tempo I'd run holder. Yeah, tempo run. The, the one that will give you more info is the 800s cause you, and the 400s. You like that. 248, 246. And then he ran some 400s, 74, 70. 200s, 32, 31. And then the tempo, 553. Okay, I'm going to go. He has a 455 mile PR and a 3623 10K PR. He's prepping for a spring marathon. He writes good emails. His name is Noah. Uh, 1740. Wow. I need to replace you. You are no Mike Smith, sir. 1633. Oh, five minutes. 1633. In what we both can say was Gordon's worst showing in Guess My PR. He undersold Noah by over a he, minute. He has a slow 10K then. He's just getting into it, man. Oh, Thomas almost nailed it in the chat. 1639. Well done, Thomas. Unless he knows Noah. Yeah. I just wanted to get real close to the I don't point. know, man. That's impressive, I man. Think he, Guys I, I, I think his 10K is a minute off now. It's a minute too slow? Yeah. Okay. That's why I said that. Well, he just may not have had the opportunity to run a fast one. Makes this sense. Is indoor race? Yeah, this is the first one. So, yeah, now it's 10K. Isn't, that, really isn't that cool? Up. He started running two years ago, and then within two years, he's running indoor races. And that's pretty rare. Yeah. I feel like you just dabble in some road races. Yeah. He's, like, jumping right into the, the like indoor racing. bank track. Yeah. Yeah. And not, yeah, not like an all-comers summer outdoor meet. Like, yeah, bank track. We're going track. for it, man. Yeah. Awesome. Got the Christmas tree spike. Awesome. Thank you to uh, Noah for writing in. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in live. Uh, subscribe, if you can, to the Track Podcast YouTube page. We're back on Kevin. Friday. Colt will be back. You, yes. said yes, you said Monday's podcast was a bad podcast. Yeah. Was this one was a, better. This was better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still very much in the throes of the concussion I on think Monday. That, yeah. I think that made it worse. Uh, we were more prepped. We were more ready. I puked before this one. Puke and rally. I was focused. Caleb, Caleb was on top Caleb of it. Caleb was great. Yeah. Your analogy was awesome. Turn that into a clip. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the uh, soccer. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Who's winning?